Welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Alicia Grant, co-founder of The Matrix Legacy. Here we are back for episode number 10. And to celebrate us getting to the lucky number 10, I've got a very special guest on the show today, my husband. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Uh, my wife has been working so hard on these podcasts, and I really want to, you know, just come in on episode number 10 on the special milestone just to shed some light and, of course, um, be a part of this conversation that we're going to have. So I'm happy to be here. So this is the show where we create a blueprint for success, we look for ways to create generational wealth, and we break that chain of a poverty mindset. And today what we really want to talk about is, in case you didn't know, we're, are we still newlyweds? Yeah, we're still newlyweds. We're still newlyweds. So we got married August of 2019, so we're still pretty fresh. Uh, we've been together for six years, however, so there's a lot of things that we've been able to learn about each other and about ourselves as we've as we've gone on this journey. And so there's three main topics that we want to touch on that hopefully you'll be able to take and, and apply to whatever journey that you're on currently. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we'll be talking about today is that creating wealth is truly a team sport. The second part is you have to understand what your money values are as a team member and as an individual so that you can work together. And the third and most important one is all about goal setting. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, we'll throw in a few tips. Absolutely. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about is the one of the most important, and it's that creating wealth or building your legacy is truly a team sport. And on this podcast, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is mindset. And the reason that understanding that wealth is a team sport is a challenge for some people is because we get sucked into that mentality of, I've got to be the best. Yeah. This is a competition. The numbers in my bank account have to be bigger. My success has to be grander. And we forget that it's not all about us. And so in the midst of us trying to compete, that's where we cause friction and that's where things start to fall apart. And we really rob ourselves of the true wealth that we're able to to achieve absolutely so it's like we have to completely understand that we like when it comes to a significant other when it comes to building a true dynasty a true legacy any type of wealth you have to be on the same page amongst one another you have to understand that this is a collaboration not a conflict collaboration will get you everything you want because you will never get anything that you want by yourself it's always going to need your partner's involvement, getting their input. Because maybe they see things that you couldn't imagine. I know we have that in our relationship all the time. Exactly. And that's why they always say the point of a team is so that you can magnify each other's strengths and nullify each other's weaknesses. This is not a time to try to tear the other person down or, or try to feel like you're the only one at the top of the mountain. It's no fun to be at the top of the mountain if you're there by yourself. It's all about who can you bring along with you, how can you collaborate, as my husband said, and, and how do you form something that's, that's bigger than you. Absolutely. Because, of course, there's going to be bumps in the road. Of course, you're going to go through your ups, you're going to go through your downs, especially as a couple, because you want to make this work, especially, you know, when times get tough, when, you know, it's going to be at each other's neck. But you have to make sure that you understand the ultimate prize, like why are we working this hard? Why are we uh, fighting like this? We're doing this because we want to have this. We want to have that together. And that should always bring both individuals back level-headed to making sure that, okay, we know what the ultimate goal is. Let's go. Let's keep rolling. Let's make it happen. And that will get you through all the dark times. 
Exactly. So as soon as you realize, it doesn't matter what superstar you are. If you look at any sport, if you take a look at LeBron James or the Kobe Bryant's of the world, there are going to be times when you're down in a, in a quarter and you're not having your best game. But that's why you have a team. That's why you have somebody to pick up the slack. So then you can take whatever time you need to recharge and build yourself up and learn. And then you come back better than ever. So the most important thing to remember there is it's not all about you. And it's about the strength and the and the development of the team. Because exactly. you can't win a championship by yourself. You and so that's what this can. is all about. And it's crazy that we want to talk on to that next point where it's like how my wife just said, you nullify each other's you nullify each other's weaknesses and you bring the best in each other's strengths. I'm pretty sure some of our audience have been maybe keeping up with MJ's documentary on The Last Dance oh, yeah. recently. And it's crazy where even when MJ was winning his championships. He was the best player in the world, hands down, but he couldn't do it without Scottie Pippen. He couldn't do it without um, John Paxson. He couldn't do it with his, without his team, and he credits his team every single day. Even look at LeBron when he won his championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers, when he came back from winning it with, in Miami with D. Wade and with Chris Bosh and his crew, he needed Kyrie and Kevin Love to step up, and that's just in sports. Now look at any of the big um, global conglomerates when it comes yeah. to a Amazon, Facebook. Of course, you'll see the star, but you'll always never see the team, the other individuals that helped make that so successful. And they need those people. There is a quote that I love that says, I stand here as one, but I represent oh, a thousand. Yes. And so that's exactly who Tyler and I are. Even if we didn't have the support system that we had behind each of us as an individual, there's no way that we would work together. Every single thing that we do in this life, it, it's really a team sport. So the decisions you make are something you do individually, but who you are and, and, and the way that you serve in the world is based on the people who you surround yourself with and the people who truly support you. So this is a team sport. You're not alone in this. The second thing that's the most important is to understand what your money values are. This one is mm -hmm. absolutely key because there's a lot of times where we just take on whatever mindset maybe our parents had or our teachers or whatever authority figure we look up to. So if they believe that money is the root of all evil, then subconsciously you start believing that on your own. And so you grow up into an, an adult and you're trying to figure out why you can't attract the amount of wealth that you're looking for and why you can't figure out how to reach your money goals. And it's because you haven't actually addressed what your money values are. Mm -hmm. You haven't looked back on your journey and said, okay, what have I learned? What do I currently believe about money and wealth that's created my spending habits or my desires to have more? I think that's one thing that was really important to us as we were coming up, being able to communicate that, because we both grew up in very different, similar, but very different situations in terms of what we believed about money. Right. My mom always told me, hey, Tyler, you should save. Like, you need to save. You always should have some type of savings in place. But the one thing that I lacked was the desire of why I should be mm -hmm. saving. And my mom also told me where, if you want anything, you need to work hard and get it. And I actually truly believed that, and, I, and, and that made sense. So then what did I do? I would work hard. I started working from 16. I would get my money. I saved what I felt like I wanted to save, and I spent the rest. Just because 
I believe so hardly in that if you work so hard, you should, your money should then, you should use that to do what you want with it. That's what I wanted to do. And saving was really an afterthought. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, see, my parents were very wise in terms of knowing that you've got to put enough aside for you. But they were of the mentality of make sure you save for a rainy day. So my mentality is always like, uh oh, a rainy day is going to come. So I need to make sure I've got a pile of money just in case that rainy day comes. And I was never actually taught that your money can work for you. One of the things that I really love that my parents did is I got a job, same thing, 16 years old. And the idea was we're going to create a joint account. It was a joint account with my dad. And so the entire paycheck had to go into that joint account and I would get maybe $50 out of it so I could spend it on my own. And if I needed anything beyond that, I'd have to put together some kind of proposal so that my dad and I can go to the bank and get the money out. So what this did is this really shaped me in my mentality in, in thinking, do I really need this? Or is this something that can hold off or I don't actually need? And so I think that really helped me along the way, uh, made me a little frugal on, on a lot of things. And it made me come from a place of, of a lack mentality, always concerned about, oh my gosh, is there, am I going to have enough? Am I going to have enough? And so I never got to explore understanding that your money can work for you. So there was no get the paycheck, spend the paycheck for me. There was literally a plan of action for everything. And I think that's truly why we work so well together because mm. he reminds me that, you know, if you work so hard, it's okay to spoil yourself a little bit. It's okay to get that thing you've been thinking about as long as it's not an obsessive habit. Exactly. But for me, on the other hand, I can go ahead and make him think twice. Do I actually need that pair of shoes or does that just look really great in the picture? And a week from now, I'm going to forget about it. So mm -hmm. I think that all really comes back just to understanding what is your actual belief about money? What is your partner's belief about money? And does that work together? Because if you have two big spenders on your hands, <laughs> that's a problem. That's a big problem. <laughs> You're never going to reach any of your money goals because as soon as the check comes in, it's going out. But if you have somebody that's too frugal, you get to miss out on the finer things in life just because you forgot to remember that, hey, I deserve that. It's not all about working and hoarding all the money. It's, it's really about enjoying all the aspects that, that life has to get. Exactly. Somebody told me this where, uh, let's just say, for example, if you're the person that's a money spender and you truly don't know whether to decide whether you want it right now or not, I remember when it did a trick where it's like, if you're going online shopping, or uh -huh. let's say you see it, and you see something that you really want to buy at that moment in time, put it in the cart. you put it in the cart, but you wait 24 hours before you purchase it. Come back the next day, if that joy is still there for you to buy it, then get it. That's actually a way for you to actually save some money or to get out of that spending mentality. Just something that I've actually done myself and I found it to be very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it all just comes back to understanding what your money values are and knowing how to tame those and knowing what your partner's money values are as well. So he knows for himself that, yeah, I got to put that down for 24 hours to make sure that it's good for me. And me, on the other hand, I'm like, okay, if you've worked this hard and you've budgeted correctly, then it's okay. You deserve to go get that little trinket or that piece of jewelry or whatever it is that is in your desires. It's just truly understanding what your beliefs are about money, what your partner's beliefs are about money, and how you can merge those and support those in a healthy way that's going to get you guys to your goals at the end of the day. That's exactly. what's the most important. Absolutely. So... The third thing that we want to talk about, and this one gets me super excited because this is something that you could apply literally to any aspect of your life, but specifically when it comes to relationships and partnerships and building wealth and a legacy, 
having clear goals mm -hmm. in mind is so, so, so important. And also, not only having clear goals for yourself, also knowing what your partner's goals are and knowing what your mutual goals are together. Because a lot of times it's very easy just to focus on what you want. But if that's not in alignment with what your partner wants and you don't communicate that with your partner, they're not going to know how to support you. Exactly. And they're not even going to know what's happening in your head. Mm -hmm. So true. So that even for me, for example, with a clear goal that I have in mind, I want to make sure now that it will be out in the universe. That way now I can uh, see it and manifest into existence. I want to build a facility where basketball and financial literacy come together. Because me personally growing up, there was a place called Hoop Dome. And I loved going there every yeah. single time I could because you get to see other kids, other opportunities, you get to learn, you get to play ball, you know, you get to talk trash. It's like it was a good environment because it taught you a whole bunch of different avenues. And then uh, me growing up with the lack mentality when it comes to financial education on the basic level that I have now that I wish I had when I was in high school. Those two items put together can literally, I feel like, change our young generation. Yeah. And my ultimate goal is to have that in place so that way now I can have the camaraderie of sports with the educational and it's a wrap. And my understanding of financial literacy and that wealth is a mindset. Finances is literally the thing that stops people dead in their tracks from getting to where they want to be. It's I don't have the resources, I can't afford it. And, and mentally they're in this trap trying to figure out how they're going to afford their goals. And so financial literacy is very important to me too. That's our mutual goal. But outside of that, I'm really big on coaching and investing in like commercial properties where people can really come together and bond, whether that be in restaurants or hotels or, you know, banquet halls and venue spaces where we can create these celebrations of culture and of just togetherness. And so we now, we're very clear on what our individual goals are. And that mutual goal is on the term of financial literacy. Mm -hmm. So we know how to support each other in whatever endeavors we're going on. And we have that alignment as well. So it's more motivation to go ahead and support each other. Absolutely. And on top of that, I think a really key part of, of what's really keeping us on the same track together is that we openly communicate and visualize what it is that we want our futures to look like. Exactly. So at the beginning of this year, we actually created a vision board together. And almost 50% of the things on our vision board are literally manifesting at this time in it's this moment. It's actually crazy it's how fast it has been. Insane. And so the fact that we were able to put what's in our mind onto a physical poster so we could both see for ourselves what's in his head and he can see what's in my head so we can go ahead and push each other in the right direction there was a lot of things on our boards that were similar which was pretty cool yeah um but the mm -hmm. things that were different we know exactly how to support each other in terms of how to achieve those goals because we know what they are exactly and one thing that we've also been doing recently yeah. that we're i feel like we should continue to do is put ourselves in the spaces and of course proactively putting our physical bodies in areas that we feel like we deserve to get to and also what we want to get to. So for example, this past weekend, we actually went to see nice, beautiful houses so that we can manifest it and we understand that for us to help other people, we have to make sure that we can level up ourselves as well and making sure that we do this for not just us, but for everybody else to see what's possible. So for us to opening up our mind and seeing what's actually available makes our drive go 10 times harder because we can actually see the goal and what's available. Like it's so hard to always see and have a true goal, but not putting yourself physically in the position yeah. 
of seeing what's possible. But it's like, you know, when you're trying to go to the end of a maze and you can't, and it's dark, like it's pitch black, like you're going blind. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have a clear, clear vision and a clear understanding of what you want to, where you want to put yourself into. Exactly. And so just on the, on the term of vision, that's exactly what he said. You got to put yourself in the space that you want to be before you get there. So there's a few things that we've done. We went on the exotic car tour. Um, and as he said, so we watch videos all the time on YouTube, just of like different houses we would want to live in, different cities, just getting an idea. Because here's the thing. Once we reach certain success factors that we're looking for, once we reach certain goals that we have, we're going to be able to afford those finer things in life and, you know, live wherever we choose to live, et cetera, et cetera. And it's important to know that our visions are the same. Because if he's trying to live in like an old-fashioned looking property and I'm trying to live in, uh, in the modern side, then it's going to be a conflict when we're going house shopping, mm -hmm. trying to figure out where, where do we go, where should we live. But the fact that we're going out together and we're seeing how many of our visions are aligned, and if they're not aligned, we're able to discuss, okay, where do we want to compromise? What, mm -hmm. am, I, what am I okay with giving up in order to receive another part of, of whatever my desires are? And so speaking your goals out loud putting them into a space that you can actually visualize and see what that looks like so you know for yourself and so you know for your partner so you guys can go ahead and build together. Absolutely. And then the last little bonus tip that we want to leave because we, <laughs> we went through it when we were going through our relationship. This is just in terms of the outside noise. Oh, when yeah. you enter into a partnership or a relationship or you go ahead and get married, everybody is going to feel like you've just opened up an invitation to express their opinions and how they um, think you should participate in your own and relationship. And what you should be doing, what shouldn't you be doing, this is what we feel like is best or like... <laughs> exactly. And so when we got together, we were really young. We, what was it? 18? 19? 19. I think we got together like what? 19. Almost the first year summer of university. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. First summer, First summer university. of university. We are very headstrong people and know once we get into something, it's not just to play around. Like both yeah. of us entering the relationship. At the beginning, it was a little like cat rocky. and mouse game. <laughs> I wouldn't say rocky. I would say it was a little mm -hmm. cat and mouse game in terms of rocky. both of us were trying to... Hey, <laughs> both of us were trying to figure out who we were and what we actually wanted. Do I want right. to be single because I'm 19 years old? Or am I going to just run right into my fears because I found what it is that I'm looking for? And am I going to explore that and see what it looks like? And so as we were building our relationship, there were a few things that we were doing that was a little out of the norm for the general public. But for us, it all made sense. So one of those things where him and I were almost a two-hour bus ride away from each yeah. other. And so we're trying to do classes and we're working and all of this stuff. And it takes two hours to get to you and then two hours to get back home. That doesn't leave a whole lot of time to hang out. So what we decided to do is we wanted to invest in a car together so that he could drive. Because he was working far from where he lived. So he could drive to work instead of having to bus all the time, which saves him some more time. And then whenever we're going out for dates or if we have somewhere to go, we have a vehicle to do it in. So I was willing to make that investment. He was willing to make that investment and go half in on a car with me. But everybody else was like, wait a minute. Don't do it. What if you guys break up? Who gets the car? This, that, and the other. But that was not even a thought at the time. It was like, this no. feels right and this is what I want to do. And this logically makes the most sense. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. 
Yeah, and another example was with our uh, joint account when we first got together as oh, well. Yeah. When we oh, were yeah. <laughs> uh, when we were planning on going to the Dominican Republic, I remember that we had that plan for I think like our one year anniversary, yeah. something like that. And we were like, okay, well, uh, this is how much it's gonna cost us. And we always, since we started uh, getting together, we were like, okay, well, let's plan for this. So let's make mm-hmm. sure that we can both mutually benefit and of course put our both 50-50 into it because that's how we want to do things. We want to both feel like we put ownership into it. So we're like, okay, we both have individual TD accounts. Let's make a savings account, do automatic transfer in there. And specifically that money that we put in there would be used for the trip. Yeah. And we thought it was okay, it was no problem, but then of course, as you can only imagine, when we cause we're excited and we want to, you know, share what we felt was right, you get the people like, "What? So early? I don't even have one with my yeah. like, what are you doing? like?" But that's just what felt right for us. Exactly. And as you said, it worked. That was almost like a trial run for us because mm. it was a, a, a and account. So, neither one of us could take money out unless we were both there together and mm. we knew what the intention of the account was, so there was no need to go stop at the bank and, and do withdrawals or anything like that. It was like, okay, $50 from every paycheck automatically goes into this account. So then six months from now, we're able to go ahead and go on our trip. So exactly how we said. To other people, that seemed crazy. But to us, that was like a trial, a trust test, a financial test. There was just a lot going on behind the scenes in terms of how much we trusted each other and how serious we were about the relationship. So to outsiders, it might have seemed crazy, but it was the right thing for us to do in the right time. So the important thing to understand there is people are going to have opinions, but what's right for you is right for you. Exactly. And so you can't let other outside noise influence what's going on in your partnership, in your relationship, in your marriage, because at the end of the day, it's yours. Exactly. You have to go to sleep with those decisions at the end of the night, not the person who's trying to feed you their opinion. Exactly. And just for any couples, remember, if you're taking advice from Mm -hmm. anybody, remember that you're taking also their lifestyle and their way of doing things as well. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a new relationship and you're taking advice from someone who's single, remember, they only have the single point of view of things. Rather than taking somebody who's been in a relationship for 10, 15 plus years, they completely have a different view as well. So just make sure that you distinguish the two and understand who and what you are taking when you are listening to what they have to say to you. Exactly. Exactly, because they're they're offering their opinion thinking they're protecting you, but at the end of the day, somebody who's never been in a successful relationship can't teach you how to be in a successful relationship. It all comes down to what you know is, is right for you, yourself, and your partner, or your partners at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So the building block essentially for the day is to just remember that creating a legacy and building wealth is truly a team sport. It's not all about you. It's, it's for the good of the team and the good of the mission and the journey. That's the most important part. Very important that you understand what your money goals and your personal values are. And it's also very important that you go ahead and you set goals and communicate those goals so that the people around you know how to support you. And you also have to be aware of what the people around you, what their goals are as well, so you can support that as well. It's a mutually beneficial deal. So that's, that's definitely the, the key that we want to leave you with today. So that's all we've got for the day, guys. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and my special guest appearance with the other co-founder of The Matrix Legacy. Uh, If you found any value in this, go ahead and share with a friend. Subscribe, like, leave a comment. All of that helps other people receive the same message because why? You know, you should subscribe to always get these weekly golden nuggets. What are you feeding your mind on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Because you want to make sure that 
if you're looking to build this legacy, that you do it consistently. You don't take a bath once a month. <laughs> you don't eat once a week. You wow. do that daily. So then why not subscribe, get the latest updates on every single video uh, and make sure that you get all these golden nuggets. And honestly, I am truly excited and honored to be a part of this podcast. This episode is very, a very amazing milestone. It's definitely not going to be the last time that I'm going to be on here. Definitely just the beginning. Uh, and if you want to keep up to date, of course, yes, subscribe. But also, we have our Matrix Legacy official Instagram page. And, of course, my official Instagram page as well. So you can always keep up with the content, always keep up with going on. Uh, we have amazing things in the works, as we know. 2020, for us, is just getting started. Yes. It's been really fired up. And uh, everything is going to be in the link below. And just remember that, of course, we're all going through a pandemic right now. But remember... On the outside of adversity, there can be a way to grow. There can be a way to uh, find a solution or to find positivity in every way of life. Absolutely. So like how we found it, you can also find it too. Absolutely, guys. So join me here next weekend as, create, as we create another building block for success. Until next time, let's build a legacy. Mm -hmm.